Well, good morning and welcome to the drive. Uh, it is 5.34 on Saturday, March 25th. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we're continuing on through the book of Colossians. I'm highlighting some verses and talking about mostly practically what they mean and how to apply them to our everyday life. And uh, the Bible is relevant 100%. It speaks, it's clear, and love it it's <laughs> truth not only truth but principles to live by and uh what the apostle paul is writing about now are the people who were with him and helping him and really comforting him because of ministry because they had the same mind and let me just read you colossians 4 10 and 11 before i start driving it says aristarchus my fellow prisoner greets you with mark the cousin of barnabas about whom you received instructions if he comes to you welcome him and uh, Jesus who is called justice these are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are of the circumcision they have proved to be a comfort to me Wow I love that because at one point in Paul's ministry everyone abandoned him Right? Everyone left him. And it was only him. And, you know, he had said, you know, but God is with me. You know, everyone's left me essentially, but God is with me. And that was a huge comfort to him. But also, as we see here in Colossians, that, you know, other fellow workers for the faith were with him in this at this point, And that was a comfort to him as well. It is a comfort to, to serve alongside people who have the same mind, the same heart as you. Um, it's a comfort because it helps us to remember that, hey, we're all in this life together. Like, we're living this life as Christ followers, united, connected, together. And that is a comfort. Over the years, I've, I've, I guess I've been in ministry about almost 20 years and I can't tell you how many times I've been incredibly and beautifully comforted by fellow believers who were with me in the work of the ministry I was so so incredibly blessed in my last church to have the freedom to start a multitude of ministries and as I started these ministries, people, uh, over time, people stepped up and I was able to lean on them and give them responsibility and pray for them and raise them up to run the ministries. And I, I love that because it's like, man, you're different than me. We, we are different. We're all different. We're unique, created unique in God's eyes, right? By God. But even so, even though we do things a little bit differently, we all still can be just as effective for the kingdom of God. But when Christians unite like to do things of the Lord, for the Lord, unto God, I think it's powerful. It really is powerful. And so I'm, I'm just looking at the Apostle Paul as he's writing these things. And he's saying, these guys are with me, fellow workers. They comforted me. And it doesn't mean... They babied me, <laughs> you know. They, 
it means they were with me in this. We had the same vision. We were going after the same goals. All in the name of the Lord. And God did great things through that. I mean, really, that's what it means. And so take comfort knowing that you have other fellow believers. And you should have other fellow believers whom you associate with and talk to and pray for one another and gather together. You know, last night my wife had a women's ministry thing and she was so uplifted and encouraged uh, and, you know, all the ladies were. It was just an edifying, uh, blessed night. And I'm so glad that the ladies from our church have a place to go to do that. You know, as the men went on our, our men's uh men's retreat they call it man camp right so we went on that for Friday to Sunday the guys were fired up man they were encouraged they were exhorted they were um, on a spiritual high if you will and I love that because it translates to everyday life to the marriage to parenting to your occupation to everything and so it's a comfort knowing that we're not in this life as Christ followers alone. We're not. We have one another. And if you're a Christian that has no Christian friends, and that's an issue, that's that can be dangerous, that can be discouraging, that can be sad, that can be lonely. Have at least a couple, I mean at least one, hopefully a few, like Christian friends who are there for you, who you can depend on, who you know are not going to judge you, who are going to give you biblical counseling, who are going to tell you the hard things, who are going to pray as you're going through hard things. It's so critical to the Christian life. The first year that I was a Christian, I didn't understand the, the power of, of fellowship, of koinonia. I did not get it until I started to backslide. And I was like, what's going on here? I have the Lord. Why am I... I'm getting tempted. I'm giving in. I'm... These different things, right? And I'm like, what is going on? Well, I had not understood yet the importance and the protection, the help of godly counsel and of true fellowship in the Lord. See, it's like once I understood that, I mean, I had to understand it by failing, right? But once I understood that, it was a game changer. I had Christian friends who were there for me, who stood by me when I was going through, you know, temptations, different things as I was newly, you know, walking with Christ. They were there. And they helped me every step of the way. And we need to be there every step of the way for one another. I want to be there for others. I know others are there for me. When I have difficult things I'm going through or things related to pastoral ministry, I'll call a few of my pastor friends. And I know they're, they'll be real with me, be honest with me. I know uh, they have twice as much, uh, a few of them have twice as much ministry experience as me, like 40 years instead of 20. And so I'm like, what have you experienced in this? What, what do you think about this? What, what wisdom can you impart to me? And through this, and it's a comfort to me because I have, you know, those men of God 
who want to help. And some pastor friends call me and ask me, what do you think about this? What, I'm going through this, or what should I do about this in relation to church? And I, I love it. But as Christians, we're, we're in this together. It's comforting to know we have like-minded believers we can lean upon, right? It's a blessing. I love it. And that's why, you know, as we assemble together, I love it. Every time we assemble together on Wednesday nights, on Sundays, on, re- you know, retreats, on conferences, on all kinds of things. I mean, the men's group, the women's group, the youth group, uh, there's so many, the potlucks. I mean, I love it. I love assembling together. And as a, a Christian, we should, because it's powerful. It's amazing. It's eye-opening. It's a comfort just looking at other Christ followers, other believers who love the Lord so much and just want to live for Him fully and completely, unashamed. You know, it, it inspires us and lifts us up. It helps us to want to, it influences us, right? To the point of, man, I want to live more fully for the Lord. I look at other stronger uh, Christians and I'm like, man, they're on fire. They gave up it all. They gave it all up. There, there's a few stories I just love in the past where um, the people that would sell their house and sell everything they had. I mean, there's one couple who who are awesome. We're going to have them at our church in September. Um, uh, she basically has all her biblical degrees and all that from uh, for doing children's ministry stuff and training the kids and knowing how to. Uh, deal with the kids, love the kids, share the gospel with the kids, like all these different classes she gives. She's awesome. And what they did, her and her husband, they sold their house, they sold everything they had. You know, I met them in New Mexico and I I talked with them and they sold everything they had. And they were like, yeah, we just have this sprinter van. I'm like, oh really? Wow. Do you have anything in storage? Or like, is that, they're like, this is everything we own. I'm like, what? (laughs) I was shocked at first, but then I was blessed and excited like man this couple sold everything they had and all they have now is their sprinter van and their possessions are all in that that van that's it and they're going around the country and they're busy and they're booked (laughs) they're going around the country equipping children's ministry uh, leaders and workers and I just was so inspired by them. Our church gave them uh, some help, you know, financially, because that's how they live. They live off of donations. They're not like, well, we'll come to your church for $1,000. They come to churches no matter what. And it's such a blessing to know that they're there to help and to equip and that they were led by the Lord and that they went all in for the Lord. And I look at that, I'm like, wow, Lord, thank you. What can I give up? Like, what can I do? Like, I look at these people just, you know, almost looking up to them, just being influenced by um, them denying themselves, just being godly, living for the kingdom, like, in such a way that this is all they own. This is all they have. But they're good with it. They're happy and excited to help the body of Christ. I'm like, wow. I love that. love that. And there's, a, there's more stories than that but uh when you get when you get together and gather together with other christians you get lifted up you get encouraged you get inspired you get 
comforted, right? And that's that's what Apostle Paul is saying. I mean, the fellow workers, we're working together. Thank you. I'm so glad, basically, that these believers are with me in the ministry. And I'm so thankful for those with me in the ministry, in the body of Christ. So thankful. Anyway, guys, God bless you. Hope you have an amazing Saturday. Praying for you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.